0: I know you. I've played this game with you before. Did I maybe push in the wrong number? And instead of getting Dan Class on there, it said psycho killer, Keska say, I don't know. So they say zero, I say why. They want essentially why from me. What I'm saying, why? Why do you need why from me? I know you. I've played this game with you before. Hello, everyone. It's, 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 it's time for the bitter Pill. It's uh, once again Dan Class recording live to uh, Digital Compact Flash. Here in his garage under the flight path at Los Angeles International Airport. Oh, if you could see the black gook that just, ah, uh, just must rain down constantly. Breathe it in. Mmm, breathe it out. You know, my wife and I, are always patting ourselves on the back because we live so close to the Pacific Ocean, my friend. And I'm going to tell you. See, everything's very expensive here in Southern California because we like to chalk it up to our sunshine tax. See, we we gladly pay uh, three or four, five times what a normal house should cost. Because we have uh, the sunshine tax. Because we have sunshine. We have sunshine. We live near the beach. Listen. I mean, do you realize how close we are to the beach? Right now, I'm, I'm probably within five miles of the Pacific Stinking Ocean. Beautiful beach right there on the water. The beach is actually on the water. You go down to the beach, you take your boogie board, your sunscreen, your sunblock. Trust me, it's Southern California, sunblock. And uh, you do your thing, baby. Now, you know me well enough to know that I pay the sunshine tax. I just don't take advantage of the sunshine paid for by the sunshine tax. But the reality of, of our exact sunshine is we're five miles from the beach. The beach that is directly under the flight path, uh, the actual taking off. You know how I, I, I kind of exaggerate and say that I'm under the flight path? Obviously, I'm not. There are no houses under the actual flight path. But apparently, you're allowed to have a beach under the actual flight That is the beach. When I say we're five miles from the beach, we're un- we're five miles from Do- Doc Wilder Beach slash takeoff jet fuel deposit facility. But we have, yeah, the whole backyard is covered. Everything back there that's white, you can really tell. We have these bad, cheap plastic folding, uh, not folding, uh, white plastic chairs, you know. And they're covered in gooky jet fuel. It's a it's lovely way to spend your summer scrubbing the chairs off every day. So... Even, not not really even what I was going to talk to you about. So many things to discuss. Where to begin? Well, I just finished two seconds ago. Now, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm you know, I've been recently worried about money. <sighs> Did I even tell you this part? Now, whenever you get a big, thick uh, envelope from the IRS, you know, th- th- that's never a good thing. It's never, honestly, it's never a 10-page thing telling you how great it's been that you've been paying your taxes on time. It's never that. Never that. that. That would be a nice, thin, little, just, dear, Mr. Class, listen, thanks. Thanks for not creating a problem for the IRS. Best wishes, IRS. Never that. When it's big and thick, you know, it's forms, forms they need you to read, forms they need you to fill out, forms you may or may not need to fill out in case you're going one way, you got to fill out this one in case. So I got this big thing of forms from the IRS a couple weeks ago. I think I received them on June, no, July, like July 5th, let's call it July 5th. So let's say on July 5th, I got a thing from the IRS, a big, juicy, fat, mm-mm, good envelope from the IRS. Dear Mr. Class, hey, listen, um, you owe us money. You owe us money. You owe us money from 2007. We seem to believe that you made uh, X number of dollars that you, you know, maybe uh, neglected to tell us about. We got a 1099 from over here. It had X on it. You didn't pay for You didn't declare X, dude. So we want, um, you know, our money. So I look at the, uh, you know, the amount that they want. And it's about a half of X. They want about 50% of tax on money that they claim that I didn't declare. 50 stinking percent. 50% of the money. So... Well, first of all, my my first reaction is, holy cow, I, I made X. Hey, good for me. My second uh reaction, of course, is, holy cow, I don't want to pay fifty percent of X. I don't. Do we have fifty percent of X just laying around that we can just give to them? I don't think I really. How about that? Holy cow. Well, then I read more and, it, and what it is, is they, they claim that the publisher, when I wrote the, you know, the book, I wrote a book, Michael Gohagan and I wrote a book called Podcast Solutions, The Complete Guide to Audio and Video Podcasting, second edition. Well, we wrote this first edition and then we rewrote it. So that was the second edition and we did it for a publisher. And what the IRS is saying is that the publisher claims that I made X and that I declared zero of that X and they want their money and they want 50% of X. of which I want to give to them. So now I got to dig up my tax return from 2007. Now, listen, I I know you're organized. I know. I know. I know. I know you're organized and I know I'm not. I know. Well, you're not organized either. No, I know. Because you know what? On my to-do list, honestly, is organize and set up a filing system similar to the ones that you had when you actually had a job that required a major filing system. Remember that Remember that little system you just had you just made? That was the first thing you did. You came in the office. Hi, everybody. How you doing? I'm here. I'm going to do this job. And you'd sit down. You'd make your little filing system. Can't you do that at home? With the folders and the tabs and the alphabetical order and all that. Can't you do that? Just do it. Do it. Keep your wife and kids out of it. Just do it. Just get it done. But no. But it is on my to-do list, but it's been on my to-do list since about 1986. And I think it might stay there a little bit longer. I'm, I'm I you know, the, uh, September, that's my, you know, September, I'm going to really make that my, the, my lifelong goal of having organized files a, a reality. So So I find 2007 I don't even remember where I found it, but I found it, you know, I found it, and on our 2007, because you, you know, there's the lines, there's the line items, you go down, you go to page three, line six, document 12, 18, 27, hike, 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 and there it is, freelance slash royalties from the publisher, da, 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 Why? Okay, so dear IRS, I didn't pay zero. I paid Y. Y equals about 50% of X. You didn't think this was going to be so algebra heavy. I know, but listen. I decided that I think it's more important that you imagine that I made a crap load of money by just saying X and Y and all that than I really tell you the real pittance that people make when they write a book. Do you understand? I don't, I don't want to destroy that little fantasy of you that you might have, like people that wrote a book Trust me, Stephen King, one thing, podcast solutions, holy cow. Okay, so, so we did pay tax. We just didn't pay X. We paid Y. Y is about 50% of X. So basically, they want me to send all the money that I actually made back to, but to them as a penalty for not having paid X. when I. So they say zero. I say Y. They want essentially Y from me. When I'm saying Y, why do you need Y from me? Listen, this was two years ago. Anyway, can't we just let bygones be bygones? But at least now I don't feel like a ninny because, you know, everyone's my wife starts giving me that eye, like, you know, you're the one that gets all this stuff together, honey. Why did you not did you not declare that money or what happened? How much do you think you made that year? Well, I don't know. You think I you think I know? I don't know money. It's July of 2009. I don't know what I made in 2007. You think I'm keeping a mental ledger? No. I have laundry to do. Why are we even having this conversation? The IRS is messing up my whole calendar. But now it's up to me to figure out what's going on. Because here's the thing. They they say they have a 1099 that says X. But I look on my form and I have a 1099 that says Y. And I paid off Y. But now they're saying well we have a different one. So now I got to now I got to figure out what I really made. And I got to see if it's X or Y. I got to go through bank deposits. I'm digging up I'm digging up um you know, uh, uh bank uh, thingies. You know the bank thingies that they send you. The bank things, the note, the uh, statement. Thank you. I'm digging on bank statements. I'm going through bank statements with a highlighter. I don't want to use a highlighter on banks. Anytime you're using a highlighter on a bad, that's bad news. Highlighter on a bank statement. Trust me, something's gone horribly wrong. Because I finally find all the bank statements I'm going through and I'm going through all the deposits. And of course, I don't deposit just one check at a time. So it could be that deposit. Could it not be? I, I don't want to be Sherlock Holmes. I really don't even want to be Watson. Why are we doing this? And I keep sending emails to the publisher. Dear publisher, hey, got a situation. Could you help me out? Got a situation. Could you help me out? No. Got a situation. Could you Could you get back to me? Could you get, please, could you get back to me? Because honestly, tick, 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 okay? Tick, 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 they want, right? I got to do this by the 15th. Tick, tick, tick. So now I'm gonna, I got to go down to the bank, I guess. I got to go down to the bank with all my statements to go, listen, can we look up these deposits? Do you have some sort of microfiche or whatever the digital version of microfiche is that we can look these up and we can find out if my deposits on this day included a check from the publisher or this was other money that I got from who knows who. where I would have gotten this money. But listen, just can we we got to work this out because I got to know which argument I get to have with the Internal Revenue Service. Who claims that I paid a zero against X instead of whatever I paid against Y. And they want Y and I don't have Y and Y and just Y. Because listen, I'm having a hard enough time just getting the kids where they need to go. And now I got to do this. Well, the day that I'm going to go to the bank, I got my big folder. I got my time all blocked out. I check my email and i find I get the email that I've been dreaming of my fantasy email from the publisher glory be on high hallelujah i get the email that i've been praying for because i just keep saying to my wife it's just saying well you got to find the statements you got to find the checks, you got to find the... and i'm saying i know honey i know honey and i'm finding them honey i'm looking for it well did you look in the garage honey? i don't want to look in the garage i keep saying honey i just want them to send me the email that has the thing and they send the email and it has all oh, the checks Scans of every check, it's all, they've all been stamped and signed, all the signatures, because here's the problem. I don't know what's going on. All I know is I have a 1099 that says one thing, they have one that says another, they claim that I made twice what I think, and they have the wrong address on the 1099 that they have, which explains why it never got to me, you jackasses. It's got the wrong address, so it's not completely wrong, but it's wrong enough. It's typo wrong. There's a weird space in there somewhere. Could all of these checks that I didn't think I got could they have all? And could some guy that is at that address is he just cashing my checks? And this is L.A., baby, and I don't know, baby. Did I make the money, baby? No, no, no. So they send me all the checks. And I write down all the numbers for all the checks because I got to see, did the checks add up to X? Do they add up to Y? Who signed them? Did I sign half of them and somebody else signed half of them pretending to be me? What's going on? I don't know. I get the PDFs. (gasps) It's all the checks. All of them signed by me. Holy cow, I made X? So you don't realize, you know, you know how, you know. I, I love to complain about customer service, and you know that, right? And maybe I don't spend enough time complimenting customer service. I don't know because, for instance, I was thinking about Target the other day. Now you know I love Target. I don't know. Do you have? Is Target's everywhere now? Right? You have a Target where you live, I'm sure. Target's great. Listen, whenever I go into Target, I'm assured. That I can find what I want. The price is usually uh, well within the, the the Dan class kind of... Where, God knows where I come up with these numbers that I expect to pay for things. But usually, you know, they actually fall within that range. I'm bound to see a couple Pilates bodies wandering around finding... Uh, you know, trying to find a bargain on a workout top or something. You know. But it wasn't until recently I realized why I really like Target. And most of the stores that I really frequent frequently, and most of the stores I do frequent, I frequent fairly frequently, but the reason it is, I know if I buy something at Target, and there's something wrong with it, whatever the, it is, I can return it, or exchange it, no hassle, I go in, I go to hi, how are you doing, can I help you, yes, uh, I don't need this thing, uh, okay, here you go. And that's it. I am free to go back in the store and start shopping around and stocking uh, milfs and the whole th- Right? I mean, uh, we're good to go. And that's one of the reasons why, honestly, I don't really want to buy anything at most places. Like Target, you're good. Costco, you're pretty good. Where else do I go on a regular basis where I return things? Those are really the main things. Best Buy, good luck. You know... Uh, It's a little trickier sometimes because it's electronics. If you open it, uh, it's a whole becomes a thing. Well, my my wife has been on this mop odyssey. We got to find the right mop. You got to have just the right mop. It's not her fault. It's, you know, we do have a woman who comes in and cleans uh, on Mondays. I admit it. Right. So that's how much I'm suffering. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I'm a hypocrite and a liar. I'm exaggerating, because I at least don't have to somehow also, with everything else going on, whittle out time to scrub the toilets. Listen, I'm up to my, uh, right, in, in in laundry. I can't, There's just no way. I was up till one in the morning last night folding. God, I was, uh, I was exaggerating. My, my point is this. The cleaning gal has put my wife on this endless odyssey, this, this completely fruitless... Goose chase for the right mop. Now, why she can't just go to somewhere and buy the mop and bring it to us and tell us what we owe her? I don't know. But see, the reason we actually try to afford wrap our middle class heads around having a stranger come into our house to clean it is so we don't have to do things like search around for a mop. We can actually do our work work. Okay. So, but my wife has been on this odyssey now. (coughs) Excuse me. To... To find the mop. Find the right mop. This one's too wide. And this one's too this. And this one's too that. And this one's too... What, 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 what? what are you, the princess and the pea? This mattress is too lumpy. Baby, baby, baby. Mop the God, eh, floor. So my my wife, you know, she's getting so desperate now. Anywhere she goes, if there's they have mops there, she buys one and brings it home. So she bought one at our local grocery store. Ralph's. Now, I know if you don't live in this area, you're thinking, holy good Darwin, almighty, who would name a grocery store where you sell groceries? You know, food would call it Ralph's. I'd, listen, apparently it was a family name. I don't know. Ralph's. So that's fine. That's where we go. Listen, we, we moved into this house Nine years ago. And in those nine years, we have shopped at Ralph's. Fine. Whatever. That's fine. It's our store. There it is. Well, my wife was at Ralph's, and she bought a mop. And she bought a couple of refill head thingies for the mop. Because you don't want to just buy a mop. you got to buy a couple of refill thingies, too. Because ultimately, the mop is going to go south, and you need to have a couple of refill thingies. So, because... Right before you're willing to buy yet another mop they're going to redesign the mop and the old thing is not going to fit or the new things aren't going to fit the old thing and you're going to go there and try to find the new refills or the old refills and nothing's going to refill it baby so you got to plan ahead so she got a mop and two refills and she brought it home and uh, it was no good I think, she, I think my wife even just said, forget it, before even the cleaning gal said it was wrong. I'm sure it would have been wrong for her. But my wife just said, yeah, this just you know what, in the light of day, so to speak, out of the beautiful fluorescent lighting that they have in a grocery store, uh, it's not going to happen. And because I'm the one that usually goes to Ralph's, she asked me, you know, honey, you're going to Ralph's. Are you going to Ralph's? Yes, I am, baby. Baby, I'm going to try to sneak a trip to Ralph's, a long overdue grocery run, before I go get uh, Hudson. Hudson was going to this cool camp thing where he goes to art school, right? He gets to go to art school and I get to go to Ralph's. That's fine. Listen, I'm an adult. I, I had my fun. I had my fun and then I, you know, and now here we are. I've got my list, my car keys. Honey, can you take the mop back to Ralph's? Get it out of here so we don't forget. Here's the receipt absolutely, thank you so much, mwah, mwah, mwah. go. Now, for some reason, and I and it's on. it was unfounded at the time, I had Ralph's return anxiety. Now, again, I don't know why because, well, I don't know why. I never see anybody returning anything in a grocery store. It seems odd to me. Now, obviously, it seems odd to me because 95% of the stuff that you would ever buy at a grocery store is expendable. Is that the word I'm looking for? Expendable? In other words, listen, I don't want to shop for food in a store where I know people could return things. That's food. Even in a box. Honestly, I I would. I would shop at a grocery store if they said, listen, no backsies. Okay? Once it leaves the store, I don't care what, if it looks perfectly factory sealed, it's not coming back, even if it's in a tin can. And maybe that's why I had return anxiety. I admit it. But, there was this one time, I I have to admit, where I I think, and, and, and you know, my memory on this is vague. But basically, I bought some meat, I think, and I brought it home and it was probably ground. There was just something about it. It, it wasn't right. There was something off about this meat. Now, why I bought it, I don't know. Maybe because I'm an idiot. My wife looked and went, oh, baby, there's no one in this family that should be eating this meat. You need to take this meat back. And I was like, well, oh, right. So I went to Ralph's that day with the meat in one hand, my hat in the other hand, so to speak. And I go up to the thing and I say, listen, uh, I got, uh, yeah, but they go, oh, you got to talk to so-and-so. And so and so and so's this guy, this, you know, guy older than me, guy, mustache guy, manager guy. And I say, listen, I saw, you know, I got this meat and he says, no problem. No problem. I'll take it back. What was it worth? X number of dollars. No sweat. Listen, do your shopping. Come in my line. You know, come to my line when you're done. Get your thing. We'll give it to you. It's no sweat. No sweat. No sweat. Awesome. Great. Let's do it. He took the meat. He took back meat. So I go into Ralph's with my mop. My mop head replacement fillers. One and two. My receipt for the mop and the other, you know, eighty-seven items that Melissa bought that day, and my list, then my shopping list, and I go up to the manager desk there, and there's this little manager woman, and I say to the little manager woman, "Hey, uh, excuse me, I I need to return this uh, mop and, and uh, do I do that?" Uh, and she says, no, 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 just uh, any line will be fine. Any line will be fine. Great. So I go get in line. It's not actually that busy. So I have to wait about two seconds or whatever for, you know, the guy, the ringer guy to ring up the person ahead of me. And then it's my turn. So I put the mop on the conveyor belt as one would do. And the mop head thingy refill doodads on the belt. And I have the receipt and I say, hey, uh, hi, I uh, need to return these. And the guy says, "Oh, okay. Well, uh, do you have your club card?" And I say, "Uh, oh no, no, I don't." He goes, "Oh, really? Now, listen, I don't have my club card. I, I don't think. I mean, I might have it. It's probably on my keychain. Listen, when I go to the grocery store, is your grocery store this way where they want you to have a card so they can track everything you buy? Which is fine. Whatever you want to track me, that's great. Listen, I'll give you your metadata. I don't care. I, I put in my phone number." Okay, I don't want to carry the key fob thing or the card, God forbid, the card thing. I know that your number for me is my phone number. So when you ask me if I have my card, I'm going to answer the ask, answer the question you ask me, which is do you have your card? The answer is no. But then I'm going to say, which I said, I'll just punch in my number. Enter. Boom. Okay so then he said now he's looking at the, he's looking at the you know he's looking at the receipt and he's looking at the receipt now this is kind of a big he's like a big bald and I'm a bald guy so I can say bald but, you know I'm trying to describe he's a big bald guy kind of a walrusy mustache and uh he's kind of you know he's kind of, kind of hovering over the receipt and whatever and he said and he's not even really looking at me kind of we kind of look at me kind of not looking at him it's kind of a weird vibe and he says, Well, do you have the credit card that, that this was purchased with? And I say, Oh, uh, huh. No, I guess I don't. I mean, my wife and I have separate cards that are on the same account, but it's not the same number. So, no, I technically, no, actually, don't have the same card. So, as I'm starting to get the feeling that I am just gumming up this guy's works, He says to me, without looking up. He's not looking up. He's looking. He's, he's examining the receipt. He's examining the receipt like it's the stinking Zabruder film from Dallas. Okay, he's he's examining it like he is, uh, you know, on CSI Ralphs. And without looking up, he says, "I know you. I've played this game with you before." Now, huh, how about, huh, 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 what, huh? what, well, 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 what just happened? What, what, everybody, everybody, hold on, cut, cut, what, what, what just happened here? What, what, okay, and my, my mind goes simultaneously blank and 30,000 miles an hour. Blanket 30, blanket 30, my body bursts into flames. Because I don't know what's going on, but I think I'm having some kind of drama, altercation, what, what's going on? All and, and the only thing that I can really hear that at this point is, I know you. I've played this game with you before. Now, okay. And I'm, Huh? So I'm searching. So here, I'm Jackass, I'm searching my brain like, have I returned a mop here before? Did I give this guy a hard time trying to return a mop or to return anything? What have I been returning? When have I given this guy a hard time? I can't come up with it because you know what? I never have because I don't say Jack Rabbit when I'm in the rouse line. So before I can even really process this, he's saying something to me like, I'll be right back. Or maybe he's explaining to me that I don't have the right card. He can't in the card. And he's getting, like, perceivably upset with me. Now, I am getting, I would have to assume, perceivably upset myself because I don't understand why this guy just said to me, I know you. I've played this game with you before. So he storms off or what I perceive at this point as storms off now I uh, you know my mind is bent at this point I do not I do not have a grasp on reality I'm trying to understand what is happening I'm trying to return a mop if I was a target I would be in the like uh, you know cheap shoes department by now I would be looking at sneakers or Frisbees or cosmetics for my wife and if we were a target. But no, I'm here like being, uh, I mean, I might be like being not, not threatened, but kind of like what's going on? So I can't wrap my head around it. And I'm literally examining my past. I'm looking at my clothes. I'm smelling my breath. I'm trying to feel like I'm, I'm wearing clothes. I'm clothed. I am awake. I'm awake. I'm fully clothed. I still seem to be a fairly, you know, middle, upper middle class, uh, sane individual, I have a T-shirt on with the logo of the show, the old cartoon logo. It says the bitterest pill on a green T-shirt, nothing offensive. I've got my horn rim glasses. I, I look like a professor on his day off. I don't know what's going on. And I look over and he's over at the desk now where I first came in. When I said, hey, I need to return this. Now he's over there and he's, he's talking to the little manager lady and they're, and he's gesturing. He's gesturing, he's gesturing at me, he's gesturing. Like, there's a whole story going down 25 feet away where I can't hear or necessarily defend myself. I don't know what's going on, but apparently I'm being ratted out by the walrus man. So then he comes back over, and I'm now getting furious. But I'm trying to contain it because I don't want to flip out and rouse. And he said, and and all I can kind of, he's just like leaning at me. And he's like, you can't return this unless you have the credit card and the club card. You need the club card. Okay, sir. There's really nothing I can do for you, sir. Okay. There's just really nothing I can do for you. At this point, all I want is a reality check. Because I want to know, have I... Because I don't understand, I, okay? I don't understand the situation. I came in to return a mop and two replacement filter thingies. Okay? That's all I'm doing. I've never stolen from this store. I've be, I, I've probably spent upwards of, what, a buck fifty in this place at least once a week for nine years. He had to have known that when I pushed in my, did I maybe push in the wrong number? And instead of getting Dan Class on there, it said Psycho Killer Keska Say. I don't know. But I know if I keep talking to this guy who's just like, I can't help you, sir. My walrus face and I cannot help you. Then I'm going to go berserk. So I I like, OK, hey, Dan, take the mop and take the pads and just step away, step away, break eye contact and walk, walk, walk. So I walk, I walk, I'm like, I've got things in my hands. I assume it's the mop. I'm walking away and I go back over to the to the to the manager, the little manager lady. And I say to the little manager lady, hi, um, okay. And I, and I, I admit, maybe I seemed, it must've been weird because I came over there and I was like, hi, okay. And then I like stood there for five seconds, just breathing in just so I wouldn't <laughs> like explode. Cause I don't, I'm like, I'm, uh, 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 okay. So I'm like, hi, excuse me. Okay. Um, I was over there just now trying to return a mop. And um, that guy over there, the cashier, he's kind of acting like he and I are in a fight or something. And she says, completely stone-faced, no, you're not in a fight with him. And says nothing else. And my brain is going, shouldn't you say something else? Shouldn't because if I'm not in a fight, if he didn't come over here and accuse me of being a serial mop, illegal mop return guy, wouldn't you have said something like, no, sir, what do you how could that? Right? Listen, you've been on the earth long enough to know that if you were in that situation and you walked over to the manager of a store. And said, "Hi, one of the cashiers. I'm confused. One of the cashiers is acting like he and I are kind of in the middle of this big fight that I don't know anything about. I'm obviously here to clear that up. Do you anything? Don't right? Is it? You know, you're not in a fight. Period. Ting. Dial tone. So, so I say, but 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 I came. I'm. I want to return this mop, and he." And he's kind of, he said this weird thing, and he's kind of acting like he and I are, and and so she's like, sir, you can't return that mop unless you have the corresponding club card and credit card. And she didn't really say corresponding. I'm saying corresponding. Do you understand? It wasn't quite that sophisticated, but you understand the point. The point is, and then I got again, blah, 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 blah. Now, at this point, I realize that there's a woman standing next to me whom I know who works at the store. And this woman is a very nice woman. She's a, She works there. She's a worker there. She bags sometimes. She stocks. I don't know what she does there. But she's a very nice woman. She's known me for nine years. She knows the kids. Every time I'm in there, she's either talking to the kids, talking to me about the kids. She thinks I look like Alton Brown from uh, Good Eats on the Food Network. So she's like, hey, it's Alton Brown. What you cooking up today, Alton Brown? What's going down, Alton Brown? Right every day for nine years. So she's standing right next to me. And I go, but listen... See, see, you know me. I have been shopping here for nine years. Why is he doing it? And she's like, well, bye. (laughs) And the manager just waited. She did not look happy. She did not look Sad, she did not look mad, she just waited for me and my apparently stolen broom and replacement pads to leave. Now, I do not know what to do at this point because, as you might recall, I need groceries, I need a lot of groceries, and I'm already standing in a grocery store. And if the time on my watch is correct, I only have time to get groceries and then pick up my son if I get groceries at Ralph's. (sighs) (sighs) Well, now I have to go back to my car to deposit the broom or excuse me, the mop and the replacement heads and the receipt. Now, how how I'm trying to return uh, uh, this allegedly. I mean, I'm assuming that they all thought it was a stolen broom or something there. I mean, it's like the most. No. Listen, listen. If the guy had just said to me, you know what, sir, I'm so sorry. But the system is set up where we need the club card to be right and the credit card to be right. Or the system won't, or like any sort of ever so slightly kind of, not, and I don't even mean apologetic, just explanatory thing. It, it, you know, if it had just been a normal, even if you know what, even if you'd been a sourpuss the whole time, listen, man, and unless you've got the right club card or the credit card, I can't do it, I'm sorry. Right? Even if you'd been just like a regular jerk, I'm not a baby, I don't need him to be my best friend. Everything would have been fine. Everything would have been fine. I was like, oh, all right, do I'll have my wife come back. And I even I even said to the guy, have oh, I have my wife come back? Okay. Right. R- 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 do you understand? That would have been fine. Even if he said, you know what, Jackass, you need the credit card and the uh, uh club card to be right. I you have neither. You're gonna write you say your wife bought this, fine, have her come in, okay? Even if he said that, I think it would have been better than I know you. I've played this game with you before. Well, now I have to walk out of there with my mop and refills and put them in the car. Return to the store, the scene of the crime. And not my crime, baby. This this like weird kind of bizarre world customer service where 9 years worth of feeding my family out of your stupid store is worth zippity-doo-dah because I had the absolute audacity to try to return a mop. And as I'm walking out the store, I hear a voice, Sir, I haven't even hit the second set of doors, and I hear, Sir, so I'm like, good, finally. Maybe someone can offer me some shred some tiny reason for me to ever come back here after today cuz I so I hear sir and I turn around and I've got this big feeling of warm anticipation expectation of maybe someone treating me like a human I turn around and it's a homeless dude sitting in the in the vestibule of Ralph's sitting in front of the dollar a day DVD rental machine and he's asking me for change oh Oh, 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 I got something you can have, buddy. I got something you can have. But you know what you can have? No, no, no. You can have more respect than me at Ralph's. You can actually sit as a panhandler inside Ralph's in the air conditioning and just ply your trade of being a panhandler. And I cannot come in here after nine years and return a mop. So I go, I get the groceries, I'm trying to remain calm, I can barely think. So I'm like, oh, do I, should I try to find another manager? Do I, do, I got to call my wife and maybe, uh, maybe, I, my, maybe my brain is snapped. Maybe something, I don't understand. So I'm, I get the groceries, I'm buying all the wrongs. I've got, I literally have, I have groceries here still in the house that I bought that day that were wrong. I just bought the wrong, like not reading the stuff and I get all the stuff and I drop another 169 some odd dollars in Ralph's and I go home and I tell, I tell my wife, I'm like, honey, listen, (laughs) you've, you've got to, I want to tell you what, can we, can we go right now, please, honey, to Ralph's, can you come with me, baby? Because I need my mommy. I need you as my mommy to come with me to Rouse with the receipt and your club card and your ID and your so I don't just forget your purse and the mop is in the car. Can we just go to Rouse and go to Walrus Boy's thing? And I just want to go in and I want to try to return the mop and you watch him and look and see if he treats me weird or if it's just me. And she's like, honey, he said to you what? And I'm like, I know, but just in case that was like uh, that aside. And like, no, no, but he said, I know you. I played this game with you before. You know what? Mm-mm. We're not going back to the store. In fact, you're not going back there ever. I'm calling corporate right now. And again, that's the problem with dealing with these guys, these kind of feminized 21st century stay-at-home dad guys, or at least guys you perceive as being feminized because they're doing shopping for a family, right? They're doing shopping. Is that what it is? Do you think I'm some feminized guy? What's What's the problem? Because I got a news for you. I got a ball buster at home, and guess who? She's coming after you. No, no, no. She didn't call corporate first. No, 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 no. I take that back. She did not call corporate. Although she threatened to right away. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, here we go. Because she's a corporate... Listen, she's a corporate woman. Why wouldn't she call corporate? Listen, she's a bigwig at one of the... big Division of the biggest ad agency in the world. Right? She's, she's going to go straight to... So she's like, no, 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 no. So she calls the store to speak to the general manager. Now, she's worked in advertising... For very long, so she's worked with big, big, big grocery store chains. She knows exactly how the whole thing's set up, how it works, who's in charge, where you go. Da 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 da. Okay, so she calls. She wants to talk to the general manager. Hi, uh, hi. This is uh, my name is uh, you know, Melissa Weber or whatever, whatever. I'm paraphrasing. Obviously, I wasn't in the room. I was too busy making lunch for our son <laughs> with Ralph's groceries. So. Wow, there goes the 1258 to uh, Chicago. Can you hear that? Holy cow, that's an airplane. Here, let's take a swig of uh, Diet Barks root beer. Okay, so... Okay, so... So she calls the general manager. Or rather, she calls the store and asks for the general manager, and they and they transfer her. And she says, Hello, my name's uh, Melissa Weber. May I speak to the general manager? And the voice on the other line says, how can I help you? And my wife says, well, are are you the general manager? And the voice on the line says, how can I help you, ma'am? And my wife says, I would like to speak to the general manager. Are you he or she? Are you him or her? Are you the general manager? No. Is he or she in? No. Okay. Will he or she... It's Tony. Okay. Will Tony be in... Today? No, he'll be in tomorrow. What time? Anytime. Anytime? Yep. So if I come at 8 o'clock in the night, Tony's going to be there? Well, no. uh, 8 to 5. Okay, now, just as an aside, to me, anytime isn't 8 to 5. To me, anytime is anytime. Anytime is anytime. 8 to 5, jackass, is 8 to 5. Okay, but that's my aside. So, my wife... I don't honestly remember, and, and you know we can ask her later, did she leave a message for this guy to call her back? I, uh, I do not recall. But let me assure you that as soon as she hung up the phone, she did call corporate. Seriously, can you hear that now? Can you hear that outside? What has happened? This used to be the quietest little studio. So she calls corporate. Now, the corporate people are in a corporate office they they don't hate their uh, their jobs maybe as much as the the store people or something. I don't know. so she gets a very nice woman on the phone who's very friendly, very eager. maybe she's eager because she's eager to bust the humps of the people at the stores. I don't know, I don't know the dynamic, the grocery store culture, I don't know it. Oh my gosh, Ms. Weber, that shouldn't happen. That's not good customer service. And that's like, okay, okay, let me take the names of all the people. Well, there was little manager lady. And then there's the guy that wouldn't get on the phone. Then there was the guy that was trying to pretend he was the general manager. Then there was the cashier. Okay, and write this all down. Okay, we're going to get back to you in two days, Ms. Weber. And we're going to get this cleared up. This is not the way we do business here at Kroger. Ralph's is owned by Kroger. Well, this is not how we do business at Kroger. Click. About twenty four hours, forty eight hours, way more than four. So Melissa calls again. Hey, how you doing? Um, listen, um, we had this incident. I talked to this lovely woman there at customer service, corporate there, Cincinnati, whatever it is. Um, and they said two days, and we haven't heard anything. And we're just wondering. Oh, <laughs> oh, they shouldn't have said two days. No, it should be. It's more like five days. It's more like five days or whatever. <laughs> So my w- wife goes through the whole story again. Well, my ha, f- my son and or my my husband and my son, ha ha ha, my my husband and this mop and this cashier and then I called and was it the general manager and he wouldn't say and then it wasn't the general manager and I never heard back. Well, I assure you that that's not how we do things at Kroger. And so my wife says, okay, well, where do we go from here? And the woman. At Kroger says, well, we like to give the store manager a shot at it. What does that mean? Well, you know, we like to give the store manager a chance to kind of work, you know, things out on there, you know, kind of before we, you know, escalated. So I'm like, oh, okay, so it doesn't go on anybody's record locally until the store manager gets a chance. To actually get on the phone. Okay. Except really the last people we want to deal with at this point are the people at the store. But the woman is very, you know, it's a very lovely customer service woman at the corporate thing, right? Well, ma'am, we like to give the managers a chance. So he will be calling you within the next three days. And uh, he will be calling you and he will be calling you and he will be calling you. So can you guess how the phone conversation went between uh, my wife and uh, the general manager? (laughs) Can you guess? That's right. He never called. That's customer service, my friend. And that's why I'm sitting here drinking... Now, you, did you know, have I told you that I've been off the caffeine for three weeks or whatever? I'm drinking a nice icy Diet Barks. Diet Barks root beer. And, you know, they don't carry that at Ralph's. Here's the thing. In this economy, in this economy, wouldn't, don't you expect customer service to get better? It's because we're in kind of this weird thing where the economy's going down. So the the, the, the corporations, I, I I assure you, the corporations are bending over backwards like, please, can you just kiss everyone's us Whatever it takes, promise them whatever. Put whatever you need to put on sale on sale, but get that money in the store. Simultaneously, all the employees are like, oh, we're not getting bonuses this year, and we're not getting a raise this year, and they can't afford little Jimmy to go to the Thin th- th- camp this year because I'm not getting the hours, because they cut back the hours, because, they, because, because the wonderful things he does. But listen, even when the economy is good, but especially in this economy, you know what, my friend? If they treat you like crap, no, 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 no. See that? See that's that's not even it. If you don't get anything less than wonderful, if you get hi, that was too that was too complicated, wasn't? It? If you get anything less than wonderful customer service, where you go, don't go. They need your business more than you need to go there. And it's really like that all the time. It's just more obvious now. Because they can say hello and how are you. And they can say yes sir, no sir. And I don't mean to be kowtowed to. I just want, can we just have an interaction of mutual respect? Can we act like there's still some sort of decorum in this culture? Because when I go to my bank, I got to tell you, and they do this for everyone, and I don't need it, but I do respect it. Every person that walks into that bank, a red carpet is rolled out for them. And the smiles go on. Why? Because you are coming to their place of business to do business. And it's the same all over. Whether you get that respect Or not, you're going into a place of business to do business. I will show you respect, and you should show me respect. Because you don't know me. And we haven't played this game before. My wife has uh, the um, email address of the CEO of Kroger. It's amazing what you can find through LinkedIn. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> who cares? I don't care anymore. Listen, we're not going there. We're not going there. This is not that big a community. Listen, I'm just not going to go there and I'm going to tell this story to everyone I know. Uh, I'm going to tell it over and over. I'm going to tell it over and over until uh, uh, I'm done telling And who cares? Fine. I'll go to Vaughn's. I'll go to Target. I'll go to Costco more. I'll go all those places more and I'll cut you right out. It doesn't matter. Good luck to all of you. I think you really need to get together (laughs) because you don't know me and I don't, I don't want, I just, please, I just, will you take the mop back? Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for downloading. All right. uh, TheBittersPill.com. Email me at pill at com. Uh, Give me a call. Uh, The number's on the website. I'll talk to you soon. Produced by Jacket Media. JacketMedia.com. Makers of fine podcasts since 2004.